Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Okay. Okay, cool. Oh, and then let me record my screen. Boom, boom, boom. Alright. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Game Global Podcast, hosted by me, Kieran Callum. As I've said before, this is the show that's here to give you some tips, tools, and resources that you can use to smash every one of your dating, your romantic, and your sexual goals. Today is a very, very unusual episode because I've actually got my ex here with me. And what we're going to do is we're going to speak about our relationship and essentially what caused it to go wrong. Um, I don't know where it's going to go. What's going to be interesting? Yes, it is. So firstly... My ex is called Mary Nikki. So hello, Mary Nikki. Hello. Hello, Kira. Hello. Although I never call you Mary Nikki normally, so for the rest of this, I'm just calling you Spartan. Yes. <laughs> this sounds more familiar. Yeah. It does. Hmm. Okay, so can you tell me about your memories of when we first met? Okay, so first, when we first met, um, we were both, I think, very different. Uh, in different phases in our lives and the beautiful thing uh, through the years it's like so we grew together so um, my memories since we met um, uh, basically the first memories uh, are nice I mean when I think about it I have like beautiful feelings it's not it's nothing that actually hurts me which is nice and yeah I appreciate these moments more now yeah, but what do you remember? Specifically. I mean, you've got to remember, there's people listening to this conversation who have no idea how we met. <laughs> what? The people listening to this conversation who have no idea how we met. Okay, you didn't ask me this. You asked me what I remember. You didn't ask me how we met. Yeah, so exactly. What do you remember? <laughs> like, what memories do you have? You know, we've done Tinder. I think what your happened? question is very vague, you know? I think you need to be more specific. Okay, can you tell the story of us meeting from your perspective? Okay. So basically, we started talking on Tinder. And when we started talking, I thought that you're just going to be another one guy. Uh, but uh, I liked the fact that you persisted. And you kept texting me. And I liked that your messages were fun. Uh, I always, when I listen to your messages, I I smiled. And back then, I remember I was uh, in Netherlands because I was doing my yoga training. Um, yeah, and I remember I was sending like good morning, good night, talking, arguing a lot because <laughs> I had like different mind than now. You were very different, and so yeah, we had many conflicts, but. It was everything with respect, like very, very decent. Uh, and I liked that as well. So, yeah, when I came uh, to London, uh, I think we met in Regent's Park or Hyde Park. Hyde Park. Uh, yeah, yeah, Hyde Park, yeah. And yeah, we had like good time. Um, but yeah, I. I what I liked about uh, our connection was that, like, 
nothing was really forced everything uh, flew I think that's a word yeah when it, it flows yeah it flowed yeah yeah and yeah I mean it was nice <laughs> uh, so it's something I remember number one you said you liked listening to my messages hmm. um, at that point I had just discovered that sending voice messages was very good because it lets somebody hear your voice Yeah. so I was, I was sending that consciously I remember that number two I remember I very quickly got not used. I mean, I did get used to talking to you, but I really started to enjoy it. It was like something that clicked. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was like that. It was looked like that. Like we didn't have to try really. It just happened, and that was the beauty of it. Yeah. I also remember. So we would say good morning and good night, good morning and good night, that sort of stuff. Hmm. And yeah, I'm a part of my day. Hmm. And then I remember days when I didn't get my good morning message. I was like, hold on, where, where the hell is she? What's hmm. going on? Where is she? And we'd never even met then. I also remember that before we met at Hyde Park, mm-hmm. you turned up and decided you weren't going to meet me. I can't remember what reason that. You had some silly reason why you didn't want to turn up. Do you remember? Yeah, no, I know why. I know why. So what, what was it? Because basically, as I said, I thought that you are just another one guy, uh-huh. and I was like, you know, I had met like guys back then and didn't really work. I was so fed up. I was like, you know, something. No, I'm not gonna try. I'm not gonna meet anyone. And then you told me, come, I want to meet you. I want to meet you, but I didn't want to come because I was also in Chelmsford back then. Remember, you were in in London. I was in Chelmsford, uh-huh. so I had to travel also from Essex, and I was like. No, 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 we're going to do that. But the fact that you persisted and you had also reasons, you didn't just say, come, you had the reasons why I should come. This triggered me and I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to give a chance to this person because, like, the fact that you pursued me, I, I loved it. You loved it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, when you said you weren't going to come, that really bothered me. Really but why? Why? Because I wanted to meet you, that's why. Because okay. at that point, it was quite clear to me that we had some sort of connection. Hmm. And we talking every day for three weeks. I don't know how long it was. Hmm. Two weeks, three weeks. Somewhere between two weeks to a month. Hmm. And communicating every day. But we're so, arguing yeah. also every day. Remember? Hmm? We were arguing yeah. also every day. Well, it wasn't every day. Wow. I mean, we argued every day once we got together, yeah, but... <laughs> but even, even, you pre- even... I was about talking Greek. Even before um, we met, we had some, like, conflicts. But, again, what I loved it about this was, like, it was always with uh, respect. I was... I was a nice thing about it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we met up and then I remember what happened now? You, because you ended up moving in with me. Mm. That that was it. We, we met up a few times and then at some point you moved in with me and you moved in with me very early. 
like yeah, so basically, yeah. when we met, I had a job, but then this job had finished. I had to go. I had to leave, and then I found a job in London. And I had told you I found this job in London, but I live in Essex, and you know how okay. how am I gonna make it? And you told me, okay, you know you can. No, basically I didn't move straight away. I it was gradually because. I was staying at yours sometimes, then I was going back to my house, and it was it was like that, but one day, I just brought my stuff, and it was it, really. Mm. Mm. So, here's the thing, now, when I remember the day that you actually moved in properly, when you kind of brought your stuff, and, you know, you brought your stuff and you moved in. Mm. We hadn't been together very long. Hmm. I think it was my idea. But something that I used to do was I wasn't really in touch with my emotions. Back then? And this is a, yeah, I mean, I was I was in touch with lots of them, but I wasn't in touch with all of them. Mm-hmm. So when it came to, like, romantic emotions or whatever, I was, and I was kind of lost. Hmm. So... I invited you to come and stay, but on some level, I didn't want you to come and stay. Well, at least I thought I didn't want you to come and stay. Okay. I don't so know. That is the first time when I hear this. Well, this is it. This is why we're talking. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I, I wanted you there. Mm-hmm. I, but, see, this is something that I've learned about myself since we split up, but so I had a lot of fear. Hmm. The more I like somebody, the more scared I would be. But I Before think we... this is basically like um, uh, a, a way to protect ourselves. And I've realized that usually this comes from trauma from previous relationships. Maybe this is not the case with you, but um, usually when we have a, an experience that really hurts us, um, Next time, we really try to protect ourselves and we make a wall. Um, well, that... Yeah. I mean, that, that's exactly it. It was my wall. Hmm. So, I wanted you here. Hmm. But my wall was like, no, no, no. This is going to hurt you. Hmm. So, I was battling against the wall. Hmm. Hmm. So, yeah, there was... There was a part of me that was like, what the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing? Don't have me here. What the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing? Where's our freedom going to be? What the hell are you doing? Hmm. Mm. So there's that. So anyway, we were living together and we're living in Hoxton. Mm-hmm. In that small room. <laughs> what a room, yes, in this room. <laughs> With um, these weird other people, <laughs> our flatmates. Yeah, it was it was quite weird. Hmm. Oh, mm. what do you what do you remember about that and what were your what are your thoughts on our relationship back then sorry about the flatmates or in general no like just the whole time when we lived in that in that room and just our relationship well that. back then like I was younger than now and I was really living the moment so when i was with you all i was thinking it was like be with you 
in the moment. I was not thinking really about the future. I mean, I had it in my mind, but it's not. It was not like really in my mind. And like whatever difficulties you had, I want to support you. You were supporting me, um, and yeah, I was just appreciating what we had, even if it was big, small, whatever. I was just there appreciating what we had. Because also it was like the first year when I had moved to London. It was very early, uh, me being in this country. So, actually, you were my first. You were my first relationship in London. In England, in general. Do you mind if we touch on the overeating stuff? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, yeah, and also back then I was going through this stuff as well. And um, <laughs> I remember me... <laughs> I remember me wanting to go for walks and walks and walks because I had to think, like, to burn calories. But he didn't know why I want to walk so much, remember? And he was like... I, that's exactly what I wanted to bring up. Yes. So, I knew he was listening. Um, so Spartan here um, used to have a... Well, binge eating, right? That's a mm. right way to... Yeah, she used to have a binge eating problem. It was but, an eating disorder, basically. Okay. But I didn't know about that. I, I didn't know at all. Now, looking back, the worst signs, because I remember he used to buy those sweeteners... And they'd be like in a little tin, a little tin full of sweeteners. They were like sugar replacement things. And it's like, okay, she used to buy those. And then I'd go out and I'd come back and they were all gone. It's like, whoa, she's eating for those. But anyway, how this would actually affect you would be, we'd come home, I'd come home from work. I was working at London Real. And I've been working all day. I've got back at like half seven. I'm really tired. And then you'd be like, Kieran, let, let's go for a walk. Let's go for a walk. I'd be like, what? Now? Like, yeah, let's go for a walk. We have to go for a walk. <laughs> so then yeah. we'd be walking the streets. Uh, <laughs> well, no, the streets, come on. We're, we're going to the canal, like from Hoxton to Angel. Fine. We're walking the streets. Okay. Fine. Fine, fine, fine. Yeah, I'm not mm. telling any. We would walk well, the yeah, the streets in my mind to have Stephen. Okay, okay, whatever, yeah. We, look, does it matter? We were walking. Okay, we were walking. When I was tired and mm. miserable, I didn't work all day. <laughs> but anyway, this is the point. Yeah. So, at that point, I actually thought you were kind of insane. <laughs> because I thought, uh, why does she just want to keep walking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know how I told you. I don't remember. Do you remember how I told you about it? When we were at uh, my brother's flat. Ah, was it back then? Yeah, it was in that period. Okay. But something I want to say is, um, we can maybe go back to how you told me, but, um, yeah, so when we used to go on those walks, I was quite bitter, I was annoyed, you know. I thought, well, you just wanted to go on these walks and... And to be honest as well, something, part of why I went on those walks was because at that time I didn't really have much money. And I felt quite ashamed about it, about the fact that I didn't have much money. Well, and it was funny because when you told me this, I didn't even think about it. I was like, what is he talking about? So you thought that I wanted, you thought that you, it's good to go uh, for these walks with me because you haven't got money and we don't really go anywhere. 
so you know the least that I can do for her is go for these walks but it never yeah. even crossed my mind my 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 issue was about like overeating and stuff well, but yeah I, it's interesting but it's interesting how like in a relationship can happen one thing and two people don't communicate about it and every person has different co- conclusions so I think that this is an issue in relationship in general like if people communicate more I think many relationships can uh, be saved saved yeah I think so so when I think back to that I mean I feel not guilty I feel like sad for you for what you must have been going no but in mind I mean I'm not a person who I'm with somebody for his money so no no no, no. Oh. I'm talking about with your binge eating Oh, right. Yeah, it was difficult. This was difficult. Um, but, you know, I try to see the positive side in things. So even through this journey, I learned things about myself. And, like, you helped me a lot also because my English back then was not good at all. So we found in- resources in English and uh, you were translating for me. You were helping me. You found people who were talking about this stuff. So yeah, it was it was a good journey, and I think this journey brought us even closer. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. So where to go now? Okay, so <clears throat> we were together for about two years. Hmm. Why do you think we eventually split up? How about if we fast forward to us living in Bethnal Green? Hmm. We're in Bethnal Green, we're with Jeff, we're with Sabrina, we're with Lolly. Well, I think... Australian girl, what the hell's her name? The Australian girl. Oh, fuck. Um... I remember. Samantha. No. Amanda? Amanda. Amanda was in Hoxton. Uh, yeah, whatever, whatever. Oh. Yeah. Well, um, what do you ask me? Like, let's talk about that period. Okay. Yeah, this period was... No, you asked me where we broke up. Well, I guess, but we haven't broken up yet. Okay. Like, uh, so we're going to take it. Okay, so, okay. So, yeah. first was Hoxton. Was... Was nice. Bethnal Green... Things became really challenging because um, uh, our problems, both 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 of us, came up, and we we used to have many many arguments, insecurities, this kind of stuff. Uh, but again, I I mean, we still had some bond together, and I guess this is why we still talk because. Uh, this bond is there regardless if we're together or no. Uh, because two people can be bonded not as a partners but also as friends. So um, from this period, I have I have nice memories. I mean, when I think about you, I cannot say that I have bad memories. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, okay. Maybe this sounds really fairy tale thing, but it's true. There's something I need to remind you. Huh. This is a video. People are listening to the video, and I have no idea what happened at Bethnal Green. 
So we need to let these people know what was going on in our lives in the Bethnal Green period so they can get some mental images. Okay, in Bethnal Green, basically, um, what happened? Happened anything? I don't know. We yeah, talk like well, something. That's stuff that happened. Okay, for instance, the show came out. Oh, yeah, the show, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How can I forget about this? <laughs> yes, the song. Well, the song, it was another one experience that uh, you exposed me. And at first I felt really un- um, uncomfortable. I, I need to explain the show for the people who are watching. Yeah. Remember, this is just me and you talking. This is like the millions of people watching this video on YouTube. Okay. So, uh, it was we, not even I, we were on a reality TV show called A Year to Fall in Love. And they gave me... Um, one year to um, oh, and also Joe Elvin as well. Joe Elvin from Game Global. He was on the same show. Me and Joe already knew each other at this point, but by some sheer fluke, we were both on the same show. Anyway, they gave me this modified iPhone and they said, "Record your dating life for a year." And I was seeing Spartan at that point, <laughs> in a relationship with Spartan. So that meant documenting my dating life with her, and. At first, you refused to be on camera. Yeah. For about two months or three months. And, and then, then your mom talked to me. And she was like, it's going to be fine. <laughs> and like, yeah, because uh, she talked to me. I was reassured that it's not going to be anything crazy. And yeah, then we recorded. And we went to Jamaica also and we recorded. We recorded so much stuff. But nothing really went into the show, but this is another story. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, when the show was... So, for anyone who's listening, I recorded my dating life for a whole year, our dating life for a whole year. And if you can imagine the amount of footage you would have over a year of doing all of that, they compressed the entire year into about maybe seven minutes. And it was absolutely rubbish. And I think the, that show being a flop put a strain on us, I think. What did you Because I remember, like, when the show failed. Hmm. Do you, when we were watching the show with Jeff and hmm. whoever, hmm. and then at some point I realised how rubbish it was. Hmm. And then I became really, let's say, depressed. Yeah, you yeah, were became, really annoyed. Yeah. I wasn't even just annoyed. Annoyed doesn't do justice. I was like really hurt. Mm, mm, yeah. You know? mm. I think I even went, right. Like I put so much effort into it. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think that put a lot of pressure on us as well. Yeah. Well, I didn't feel the pressure you felt it to be honest, because I was not really a part of a show. I became a part because of you, but it was your thing. So yeah i I remember you being hurt a lot, but again, like we we just try to make it look better. I don't know if you manage it, but yeah, we tried uh, so then what else oh by the way, um so at this point as well, we're having lots and lots and lots of arguments, oh lots my God, yeah, it was it um, was crazy, but I used to curb the name privately a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. 
it was it was very intense. Yeah, but the the same time. Like the next day, we were saying like, "Oh, you were right, or you were not right." Like, if something was up, we had the um. What's the word? We felt and we felt free enough to say that you know something about yesterday. You were right, or I was wrong. So. I always, I've always admired that about you. Hmm. So. I mean, there's a stereotype about women that every guy who's watching this is going to be quite aware of, which is that you can never tell a woman something unfavorable about herself because she's just not going to respond to it well. All the past girlfriends I've had have been like that. Right? The old ones is if I was to say something, it's like, does my bum look big in this? Provided they don't want their bum to look big in it, they want their bum to be nice and small and flat. And you say yes, which is the truth, and then they're crying and they're upset, even though it is actually the truth. And something I admired about you is that. You have the ability to hear stuff that you don't want to hear, and then sit down and think about it, and then yeah, if it's true, it's true, and if it isn't, it isn't. Well, the th- the thing is, like back then, uh, I reacted, but the next day or like two days, two two hours after the argument, I'll be like, okay, you know, Kim, you were right, but now, uh, I just you know breathe in, take it in, and I'm thinking, is this person. Uh, right um so yeah back then i had such a high temper this is why our arguments were so intense i mean if we are together now it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like that um so yeah thanks for acknowledging i don't know acknowledging that thank you you're you're welcome Mm. yep Mm. um be honest with you Something I feel guilty for is that I didn't show you enough love. No, actually you did. Really? Yes. I mean, you know that I'm a person who likes hugs. You were hugging me. Uh, like, when you look at in my eyes, I, got, I could see your love. Um, your effort that you put in to help me to overcome my eating disorder and stuff, it was such a big deal as well. Because not all the people can do that. Because they're not capable of all these things sometimes. So, maybe you feel you didn't, but you actually did. And it's why I appreciate you when we still talk and we have such a good relationship. Because you are a person who really um, put me into self-development and all this stuff. And... I have become, became, or become, become, I have become. You improved my English, by the way. Remember when I, we were first talking, oh my God, <laughs> it was so bad. But, um, we must screen on. It went off for like a second. Yeah, I have 20% battery, sorry. Um. So yeah, even my English uh, was not bad and you helped me about this as well. So all this is love. What, how else can you call it? I guess. The mm. um, thing for me is, like I said, I had that fear. Mm-hmm. You know, the fear of being hurt. Mm. And it used to buzz around in my brain all the time. 
Yeah, I remember when you were going into yourself sometimes and you didn't want to talk, you didn't want to do anything and you were just you and yourself. I guess these times were when you were battling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, it's like my way to protect myself was to tell myself that I didn't give a shit about you. Yeah. Which I did quite a lot. Mm. And I obviously did because... Well, yeah, I obviously did because we were together. I didn't, I didn't cheat in any way, shape, or form. Like you said, I used to give you your hugs and help you whenever you needed help and stuff. But still, you were still getting less of me than you would have done if I didn't have the fear. Like much less of me, and I guess that's something I felt, yeah, guilty about because hmm. I have I, these thoughts in my brain. Hmm. Hmm. And it's like, she's an idiot, go away, leave her alone, you know. She's dumb, she's this, she's this, and all those thoughts be there in my head. Hmm. And yeah, in a way I was kind of doing battle with myself. But why did you move then, if you had all these thoughts? Why did? You didn't move on. Because well, I left you. Mm. Basically. Yeah. Uh, something I've realized about myself is that I can think things that I don't really mean. Huh. Well, what do you mean? Like, so I'd be like, oh, she's an idiot. I'd say that in my head. I don't really mean it. But more or less, we all do this. Because it's this monkey mind that always thinks, 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 thinks. And sometimes we overthink things. And then we're like, oh, you know, calm down. Like, So I think more or less, we all do this. The monkey mind. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Your English is doesn't <laughs> Yeah, I've been reading, I've been studying. I've been listening to people. Uh, YouTube, so... Yeah. I see. Mm. So, alright. So, let's get honest. Um, a huge part of the downfall came because I had these, I, I had memory lapses, which I've been having for a while. And they made it hard for me to hold down a job. Because when you go to work, it doesn't really matter what job you're doing, even if you're a waitress. It's take this plate to that table, take that plate to that table, that plate to that table. This table want uh, some salt. This table want to change their order, whatever. You have to remember all these things. Hmm. And I had these lapses. And, yeah, the memory lapses made it tough for me to work. And I'm not sure why, but... Oh... You were kept telling me, Kieran, go back and be with your parents, go back and be with your parents. Yeah, basically, it was not so... Boom. Like, you left from London Real, you were building your business, but things were rough. So at some point, I remember you being, like, depressed in bed. Obviously, no depressed, like, clinically depressed, but I mean, really low. And I really felt that you need people who really love you and can help you um, 
emotionally and uplift you. Uh, plus, you told me that you want to spend more time time with your parents, <clears throat> and all your friends also are in Birmingham. So this is why I persisted so much. I was like, you need to go back to Birmingham, and like, build what you want to build about your career and stuff. But it was not just about your memory. It was more stuff. Yeah, but it was a good decision, you know. It was, but so we're back home. We're back. Mm. So we're in Birmingham at my parents. Mm. Um, notification on screen. We're at my parents. I'm there all week. You come about two or three days of each week. To be honest, I felt I felt terrible then. I was working in Kent back then, remember? And I had to go Birmingham, Kent every week. So you had to go from Kent to London and from London to Birmingham. Hmm. And yeah, I mean, like the connection was really being lost. It was... It was not a good period back then. Yeah, it was horrible. Um, I mean, I was in my room, in our room, uh, alone, and then I didn't really want to see you. I was like in the room all day alone. I didn't want to talk to you. We didn't. I don't know if you want to talk to me, but I didn't want to talk to you. Um, because I felt actually rejected in this period. So yeah, it was it was challenging. Uh, hmm. Go on, you can say. It. Don't be shy. <laughs> if you want to say it, say it. I'm not going to say anything. Huh? I'm not going to uh, say anything. Just say it. Alright, so... Uh, let me think about that period now. So I felt very ashamed. Very ashamed to be back home. Yeah, back home with my parents. Very, very, very ashamed. And ashamed and angry. Yeah, ashamed and angry. Absolutely hated the whole thing. Um, I remember at some point, my parents and my brother got me a laptop. And my brother gives me the laptop in front of you. Like, yeah, he gives me the laptop in front of you. To this day, that thought actually pisses me off if I'm going to be honest why because because they needed number one they needed to buy me the laptop and number two they let you know that they needed to buy me the laptop but these were things that I didn't really care I don't know why you cared like look this is the kind of stuff men go about okay like I didn't think about it like whatever it's a laptop and I I mean I understand. I'm not saying you cared about it. I'm saying I cared. Okay, but why you care? I don't understand. But because it was about okay, your regular, your main regular. I cared. Allow me to finish. I'm going to tell you why I cared. Yes, male pride and ego. Okay. Number two, I've given him money before. He didn't want his girlfriend to know. Hmm. Okay, he didn't want his girlfriend to know that I'd given him the money. He just wanted 
need to give it to him so you could have it and then make it look like he just had the money. Mm-hmm. There he was, happily and gleefully giving me this laptop right in front of you when he knew the situation I was in. That made me really angry. Mm. Anyway. But yeah, so like back then, I couldn't do anything. It's like, I've gone from living on my own. It's like, there was a period say five years ago when I was living in this number one I wasn't just living in this beautiful huge apartment with like four bedrooms but I also had like another three apartments in London mm. right and then I, I go from that to your parents would, I go from that to being in this tiny little room with you mm. to then be back at home with my parents. Yes, and but... Finally, and let me finish. I'm just explaining how I felt. Let me finish. When I get to the end, it'll be your turn. Okay. So, yeah, I felt like, you know, I wasn't, you know, worthy. I felt like I wasn't a man. I felt like I was, you know, pathetic. That's how I felt. Uh, yeah, it was hard. Yeah, but the thing is, like, when you had all these um, apartments, whatever, you were not really working on yourself. You were just hiding uh, your issues from yourself. But when you went to Birmingham and you had to sit down there, being alone, being in your pain, this is where you grew. So if you ask me what spe- which period is better, I think this in Birmingham benefited you more because you got rid of a lot of things that you had to and you you did what you you love I know. you went away I from distractions so i think I this be- you went away from distractions uh, i agree so what were you doing in that period Well, basically, you know, I was, um, I had taken this yoga certificate, I was scared to teach yoga, I was doing my Thai massage, um, uh, course, um, I had assisted my teacher, and I don't know, I was partnering with myself, um, also I was going from Kent to Birmingham, Birmingham, Kent. Um, and I was battling with myself if I have to leave you or no but um, I knew that we have to to go separate ways since our like sexual chemistry was gone I was like you can't be with somebody and like you know the sexual chemistry is not there so during this period I was basically battling with myself Split up. Oh dear. Alright. So let's talk about breaking up, splitting up. Yeah. Uh, uh, Oh God, I don't want to discuss this, but this is why we're here, isn't it? This is why we're here. This is actually the whole point of this. Oh God. Uh, Why did I suggest this? Why not just? Why not just interview some bloody woman about men having sex and. Ah, fuck. All right, so 
we split up. So, how did that actually happen? Like, the actual moment when it happened, how did it happen? Things were really bad between us, and I, I, I couldn't... I was not even comfortable being in your parents' house. I was like, with Kieran, things are not good, so why am I even here? And we had so many arguments, you were telling me, go, go, I don't care, go, why are you even here, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, yeah, he has a point, like, why am I here? I came here with him because I want to support him and all the stuff. But since we we are in, in the same um, house and we hardly talk, why am I here? And then, sorry, and then um, I found um, a room and I was listening to this song that you definitely remember, The Salo, Lady Gaga, in the Salo, yeah. uh, it was when this movie was uh, released. And, uh, yeah, I knew that no matter how much we love each other, we cannot be together. So then I rented this room and I came, I took my stuff. And after a year, I think, uh, we met again. And it was so emotional and so, I don't know, it was too much. What do you mean it was too much? Because actually, when we, after when we we broke up, we were very aggressive with each other, and but we were still talking, and after a year when we met, all this aggressiveness and like the hard feelings, were not really away, we didn't go really away. But anyway, they were smoother uh, than at the beginning, so. I remember me apologizing to you for my mistakes and like we had such really emotional moments and I think after this we started being friendly to each other. Yeah. Yes, I would say so. Mm. Um Yeah. So that whole period just after we split up, that was, yeah, that was very painful, but very transformational for me. Mm. I, I remember, remember you like fasting for like, I don't know, for days and days and you were sorting out your health and um, you were eating, I mean, health and stuff and you were so concentrated on what you were building. Um, so... Yeah, it was. I. I mean, I don't know. I mean, even even the bad periods. I think they always have some good teachers. So, I cannot see even there any anything bad in order to have hard feelings. This is why my feelings towards you are like friendly. Or how can I explain this? Positive. I know that you are special to me. But I don't know what the future has for us. I don't know. I mean, even the people who have dated, I've said, like, I'm talking with my ex. I, I made it clear. So, 
because there are some people in my life that I don't want to lose them, and you are not one of them. Um, I'm not one. Huh? You are one of them. You just said I'm not one. No, I said you are one of them. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I don't, but I don't know what's gonna happen because usually when we plan something, um, sometimes things go differently. So yeah. I definitely know that I love you. And you love me. I know that. <laughs> I, talk. What? I put up with you. I put up with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I can feel your energy also, like, around me. It's, it's different. What do you mean? I can feel your love. Yeah, I mean, for I don't know if for people it's something that they really care about, but um, I want to say that if they have somebody in their lives who they feel the same, they should say it. Because I be, I, I believe that these feelings are quite rare. So the the reason why I'm saying this to you uh, during this podcast is to really give this message, share your feelings and don't keep them for yourself. It's important. Something that's tough for men. Well, men who were in this world of, let's call it, seduction is. Mm. So, I have broken lots of rules by making this podcast. Because the seduction world, it basically says that everything you ever were told about women is wrong. And that's actually very true. But it basically says that being a showing love and letting her know how you feel and all this sorts of stuff that is the kind of stuff that's going to turn her off and make her make her cheat on you with god knows who and just end up leaving and there is truth to that as well so what it basically means is that this community is filled with men who are trying their hardest to be like to have no emotion for girls whatsoever to just turn them on as much as possible get as much sex as much as possible but fundamentally there's no emotional connection there's none because the moment they let these women in then it's all going to fall apart something that i wrestle with is how to do both you know how to actually show your soul while also being masculine how do you actually do that and yeah I've broken a lot of rules by actually doing this because you know, right now I should where your concerns the rule is that I should be like you know what bye Felicia bye talk to the hand because the face ain't listening I'm just here in Bali fucking all my bitches and I don't care about you now you mean nothing to me. I can't even remember your name. Who is Felicity? That... <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't understand. The phrase. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> it's a phrase. Good Friday, okay. 1995. I was Chris Tucker. There's a woman in that film. She was a 
like a drug addict and her name was Felicia. Oh, okay. So at some point in the film, they go, bye Felicia, oh, and I try see. to get rid of it. Okay. In recent years, that phrase has kind of become a phrase. Okay. <laughs> okay, good enough. Good. Well, I think that um, it's very touching. At least, I don't know, I can talk about myself, not all the women, but about myself. I think that um, it takes courage for men to say their feelings because they are taught uh, to be strong and to not to cry and all this crap. Uh, so I think that men who say their feelings, they're like emotionally intelligent people and they're not afraid of sharing. So personally, I find it sexy, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the women. I can't talk for everybody. Well, so something I found is, and I'm firstly I'm explain something to the men who are watching. The sort of women I'm into are women who are, let's say, conscious and into personal development, spirituality, stuff like that. Now, those women differ from your regular, let's say, Western women one major way, well, other ways, but one way that I'm thinking of right now, which is that your regular Western woman, she's so out of touch with her own feelings and emotions and stuff like this that she genuinely does, for the most part, expect a man to be like James Bond. And, like, James Bond doesn't have any feelings at all. Like, some woman walks up to James Bond and she says, James, you're the biggest prick in the world and I hate you and I wish you'd die and blah, blah, blah. And then he just smirks, like nothing gets under James Bond's skin at all. And that's kind of what they want. And as a result, when you show them the grim reality of the fact that men actually have emotions, the average Western woman, she's like, what? You have emotions? But you're a man. You're a man. You're a man. Women who are spiritual and conscious, it actually seems to not be like that. Because, you know, you go to, you spend enough time working on yourself, you go to workshops and seminars and stuff, and then you become aware of the fact that everybody does have emotions and something that i find is that with these sorts of women having the courage to show your emotions actually appears as strength not weakness whereas for your average western woman it's actually kind of weakness so um, so something i have noticed yeah but, is there something you would like to say before we wrap this up? I think, yeah, we're on 54 minutes. Okay. Um, actually, I want to say thank you for having me. And I cannot really give any advice because I'm a woman and I don't know what men say between them. What do you want to say to me? Ah. No, I told you, you that I love I, you and... I, I, Huh? About everything, about me, you, about us. Is there something you want to say about, you know? No, I said that I love you. And obviously, like, if we are in, in the future together, good. If you're not together, I would like to still talk to you. But also there is this thin line when you talk with your ex, but your partner needs to be okay with that as well so I really hope that if this is the case in the future our partners will be happy with this um, yeah I'm just I'm just waiting for the future to see what it has for us if anything uh, so this is what I want to say 
number one, it's kind of clear that we're kind of stuck with each other. No, that's not clear. Why it's clear? No, no, let finish. Hold on, hold on. What do you think I meant? Stuck with each other, that we cannot get rid of each other. I mean, yes, but you seem to have taken I know. Okay, let me explain what I mean. Because you haven't taken the meaning I meant from that at all. This is what I mean. It's kind of clear that right now we have both met somebody who, when we're 70, we're still going to know. Hmm. That's what I mean. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. And there we go. Okay. For <laughs> instance, who's the copywriter who does all your social media posts? <laughs> you. Yeah. Oh, it's probably never going to end. So, <laughs> the point is, I know for a fact that if I'm in trouble in 10 years' time, I can call you and you will help. Mm. You know, you will help, you'll want to help, etc. But the same is also true with me. You know, I'm always going to be here for you. Yeah, I know. This is why I didn't even say it. Like, for me, that's just... The fact that we're here for each other, it's just a fact. So, yeah, of course. It's just a fact. And um, watching your growth over the past years or so, how many years it's been watching the way that you've grown, it's been very touching to see. It's very touching. I mean, you know, it's if you were if you were a child, then you're a woman now. Hmm. Um, your your mind has developed so much you're so much more in touch with yourself more intelligent now and when I see you doing your social media posts I said this to my brother actually I'm just really proud of you really? the latest one yeah no I I'm really proud every time I see your posts I'm very proud what about the latest? Like the latest one where you um speak about anxiety and depression or anxiety is about oh, blah, blah, blah. depression is about the past anxiety is about the future here are some yoga poses that can help to alleviate your anxiety and depression yes and i remember i remember all the times i used to try and get you to do this stuff yeah and you were too scared yeah so you've overcome that fear yeah you have no idea how much pride i feel just to see that yeah, but you are a part of it, you know. I know, I'm, I'm aware. Yeah. Just <laughs> I'm I mean, but, if, yeah. I, if I hadn't met you, Kieran, honestly, I would be a different person. Like, obviously, I had in my um, in my mind, I would never think that I want to develop and be a better person. This is why I moved from Greece to here and all the stuff. But you gave the spark for this to, you know, to be bolder and... You know what I mean. Well, mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I guess I loved you. Yeah, I love you too. And I just remembered. I mean, I'm gonna say this, and then we have to say goodbye because it's one hour, right? Um, I remember when we were arguing, and we were like, "I will destroy you. I will. I don't know. I will hurt you. I will do this. I will do that." And then. When we were calming down, like things were going in a different, smoother way, 
But like thinking about this, I was like, why the heck did were we even saying these things? Why we had to to hate each other? But yeah, again, through this we we came to this result now. So everything everything has for a reason. Some people say that this is toxic positivity, but I think that this is real positivity because I believe that whatever happens, um, it leads us to the path that we are meant to go. Hold on, say that again. Some people say that. Um, I understood that, but what are you talking about? I know I'm saying that even our arguments and like all this, and I will hurt you, destroy you, whatever, whatever. Uh, has a good impact now because through this journey we are where we are now. Yeah. Yes, we are. Hmm. So yes. Um. Well, yeah. Thank you for being here. And thank you for having me. Oh. And thank you for being the uh being the person who was the spearhead behind me actually going back home to be with my parents and then actually sorting out the problems that I had. So thank you for that. You're most welcome. And all of the best. What do you mean? We'll talk tomorrow. What I mean is <laughs> you have to remember I right, there's people watching this video <laughs> Okay. And we have to create a narrative okay. for these people. Uh, all the best to you. <laughs> okay. In right now, he's in Russia in 2027 and he's watching his video from Moscow. Okay, okay. And he has, you know what I mean? Okay. So we can't do <laughs> but, but, no, but I really care about you, though. I know, I know. I, I really do. And, yeah. You're welcome at my parents' house at Christmas any year. Do you want to make me cry now in front of the people? <laughs> like, seriously. But I mean it. I mean it. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. I literally... And if you end up with some other guy, you know, you can bring him to the parents' house as well. Okay. That's, that's a big... Well, if we meet, look, we're kind of in this for the long haul. Hmm. If we meet other people, we need to make it work. Hmm. You meet some guy and he's some great human being and whatever, and you like, you know, it'll be weird at first, but we'll get over it. Okay. I mean, any guy you meet, really and truly, I'm probably going to have a lot in common. What are you going to have? A lot in common with. A lot in common, yeah. Yeah. Not most likely. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. It'd probably be some guy who, if I met him in a bar and we sat and spoke, we'd probably just have a very good conversation. Well, i definitely go for well-spoken people after you. Mm. Hmm. If yeah. somebody is like, uh, you know, really ghetto... Well, basically, I don't really talk with these people, but... If his language really ghetto, I'm like, no, no, no. This will, will destroy my English. I need somebody who has spoken like Kieran. So, yeah. You put the standards high. <laughs> A high, sky high. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah. 
you know, lots of love, basically. Lots of love and we'll talk soon. <laughs>